New on CuriosityStream, uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters. From the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early Americas, it's ancient engineering. Plus, 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster. See how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. They're going to raise rates, and they will. And they will curb this inflation, and this is going to fall apart. Let's go, Vancouver. Let's go. Oh, my God. So excited, TK. You know what I'm so excited about? What? The comment section. The comments are going to be fantastic. The comment section after today's episode is going to be entertainment for the week. Before we get taken Mm. over here, and maybe we don't ever get a chance to talk about Canadian real estate uh, again for the rest of the show. What uh, what are you seeing out there now, right now? Well, Treb just released their numbers. Yeah. They're going to raise rates and they yeah. will. And, and they will curb this inflation and this is going to fall apart. Over year, 5.4% growth or, or something like that. 5.3. Down 41%. 41% sales. Year over year. Over year. Uh, downward trend, 5.4%. Downward month over month story. So compared prices to last up, month. Though, up GTA prices. That's a year up, over. That's a year. Up. That's a year ago. I know, but, the but main you, thing that's is what this. you're hearing. Everybody- condo, market, condo market is propping up those numbers, which means we're probably neutral from a year ago already. Guess what next month is going to say? We can't just change the number. I mean, that's the number. Next month, it's going to say prices are down. Down, but year over year. Where are we month to over month? Do you M- know minus this? 5.4%. A- average price? Is that all, price? All home types, average price. Yeah. All home types, GTA, average price, month over month, down 5%. Yep. Okay. I can handle that. What was the month before that? Month month over month? What was the drop? I can't remember, but it was in those like low digit numbers yet. Low digit numbers also. So that's not good. Month after month, having month those kind month. of declines, but uh, better Here than 20%. Go. Here yeah. we go. Get ready. So, uh, but I, my wife just said to me, she's like, I, I keep seeing articles of uh, houses selling over asking. I thought uh, I thought the market was falling apart. What's going on? I got on? an offer date today. I got guys calling me already. You know, we'll see what happens. So things are moving. If you got if you got it priced right and you've got the seller's headspace into the right zone, which is today's prices are worth more than tomorrow. So yes, you're going to take less than yesterday, but today's price it may not feel great, but it's going to be a lot better. And on closing, guess what? You're going to be so happy because your house will be worth even less, and you're going to be walking out a winner. Just like the buyers, exactly same, exact same mentality. The buyer who paid over asking in the market before, right? Highest price on the street. Oh, I'm such an idiot. I paid so much. I can't believe it. By the time they move in, they said, yes, my neighbor sold for this much and they don't have a finished basement. I'm worth this much more now. I can't believe I got such a great deal. The sellers have to do the same thing. They have to go through this painful, embarrassing, oh, I'm taking so little. I can't believe that I'm, I'm giving away my house. Three months later, when they're closing, they're going to be saying, whew, I'm glad I cashed out at that price. Jeez, glad that guy's got a big deposit. That's that's the mentality shift that's gone from the buyers to the sellers. Well, listen, on a macro, uh, it's easy to see, you know, future trends that should happen based on today's data, right? And it's easy to look back and go like, well, of course that happened. Like in hindsight, that makes perfect sense. But- TK, like, we can't waste any more time today. They don't want to hear from us, Daryl. You want to talk about prognostication and these crystal balls? Like, you know what, though? I'm not joking. And I'm going to put a link somewhere, I think, over here is where it will end up. The last time this guy was on the show, because if you watch it, which I did as research, because I didn't know how to research you know, this guy's like a wild stallion. I don't know if I can <laughs> corral don't know him, gonna pull out. right? 
I don't know what to talk about. So we'll just let him lead the way. But uh, last time he was on the show, he talked about a lot of stuff that's pretty uh, prevalent and prominent today. He warned all of us for a long time. And it turns out that he uh, he was dead on about a lot of things. And, you know, let's bring he, him on. He's got his own style. This of, episode uh, is of, brought of to you by Landlord. That's for this Landlord sure. software. Forgive us a game for changer. Who are new you upload your prop mics right show. Yep. Upload all the information, income, expenses, timelines, mortgage details, everything that you need to have so that you keep track of everything in your portfolio. And as you go through real-time adjustments in, you know, rent increases and uh, water bills and, and tax bills and everything else, they're going to actually give you recommendations on how to make your portfolio more efficient. And it just breaks everything down for me in a way that I've never seen before. Like Excel spreadsheets just don't cut it. I don't think there's a better program or app out there for investors and it's free. Please click the link below for your free trial offer. Had Mike on the show yet? The one. And only. He's been waiting a long time. He had a little time. Uh, well, we flew to time Van issue. We flew to we Vancouver flying. today for this show just to be able to meet the, the needs of the time zone, right? So if you that's can tell right. by our backgrounds, apparently that's Vancouver. Never We've, been. That's uh, first we're, time. We're, here. Can we're you waiting me? for the video here. We can hear the goat. Here you, Mike. We can hear the Canadian oh, YouTube goat. There he is. The goat live. Ready oh, he's to in go. Toronto. We he we, came no. to Toronto and we flew no, to Vancouver. No, that's not Toronto. Where, Where is, is he? Are you in China? That's that's the Freedom Tower. That's like New York. That's Manhattan. That's Manhattan. Ah, okay. Manhattan. Great. All right. So you're well, in he's New in New York. York. Sorry, we, we came to Vancouver. What the fuck? Oh. <laughs> All right. To meet you. To meet All you. right. But so, we're glad we're glad you made it, Mike. I'm, now, I'm happy you guys called me on. Uh, uh, I usually try to make an appearance once a year. Appreciate and, uh, that. Whenever you guys need some, I guess, on the ground, boots on the ground here out west, we I, I can do my best to fill that void for you guys. Is there is there something interfering with your signal? You have a you have a blurry. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's it's my my 4K. Let me see. Let me see Maybe if we're... the lighting here. Hold on a second. Maybe adjust a bit more lighting. <laughs> There we go. That's it's much a, better. That's way better. It goes in and out. I don't, I don't know why. I, I think because it's through this this streaming software you guys are using, auto adjusts my camera. Um, well, you look you look good. So we're 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 back on track, Mike. Okay. Here we go. Ready to rock and roll. We want to hear what's Martin. going on. The market's changed a lot since we saw you, Mike. Woo! I told you guys they're gonna have to raise rates to curb against inflation, double digit runaway inflation, and it's been happening for a long time now. Now, I set something up uh, just for you guys uh, for this show tonight, uh, going through uh, a little bit of a historical archive to show how we got to this situation eight years ago, right? So before, it, it, before we start, Mike, I want to I want to just point out something, okay? Yeah, yeah. Last time you were on the show, there was a lot of stuff that we talked about, a lot of information, yeah. a lot yeah. of it was coming from different sources, right? right. And I want to make sure, because you're a friend of the show, I want to make sure today that, you know, anything we talk about that we know where it's coming from. So that way nobody says afterwards, well, you know, Mike is pulling information from places that, you know, aren't mainstream or whatever it is. So I want you to keep that well, in last mind. Time, last time I opened Body all the hurts. articles in, in order and showing you guys one by yeah. one. No, you did. You did. Yep. People don't really pay attention. Now, also, um, I want to just play a clip from the last show to show how bang on this guy was. Because not only was the title of it last time that the Toronto market's going to crash in Q2 of 2022, which I think kind of happened, right? Or is in the, in, in the process of happening. But like, here, here's a, here's a little clip from last show. Bear with me here. I'm going to hopefully do this right and get the audio. Here we go. This is Mike from our last show. Daryl's got it set up today. He's... Rock and roll. I got here, my blue right shirt on. Look at that, that hair too. It's... Check it out. Don't want, you don't want to miss it. You, just, you start to see it frail and uh, collapse by the wayside, especially if wages won't keep up. 
with the with the uh, price of housing. So Q2 of 2022, I'm throwing my hats. I'm putting my name on that. Q2 of 2022 is when you start to see it fracture. Mike Martin. Wait, you heard it here. Five. When was that? About a, about a year ago? Or that was nine, in October. October? Yeah, okay. October. Nine months ago? Yeah. Yeah. I, you guys I don't know warning us. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that, that, that you guys are making me feel emotional now in the early morning here on Wednesday morning. But yeah, I really appreciate uh, you guys bringing that little scrap of archive up to kind of re reiterate. So um, uh, I got a few articles I opened just just Rich, if you don't mind, I want to bang out a few headlines here quick. Let's go. Then, so it's, it's just from your local CBC uh, and and, you know, some of the uh, headlines here. I'm not sure how to share my screen. Ah, share screen. So I want to share this screen, I guess. Yeah, share. All right, here we go, guys. Um, I disappeared. Today's oh, news. there I am on the side there. Okay, there I'm trying to figure there this out. Can you guys see the screen? Yep. We got you, we got you. Okay, Toronto housing market continues to slow down with sales down 41%. Again, we are seeing a uh, oversupply going on the market right now and sales are going down and inflation is kicking in and we're going to start to see it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, Canada's most expensive real estate market is dropping on average $2,200 per day. And this is the same patterns that we saw back in 2007 and 2008 in the United States. In states like Florida, uh, Texas, you were, uh, you were seeing drops of corrections of about a couple of thousand dollars per day. And uh, Canadian households to cut spending and pay down debts if 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 rates rise now. This is important because you're going to start to see consumer confidence go by the wayside and consumer spending will go down in turn, uh, destroying our uh, cons co consumer uh, economy that we've built from consuming, not production, right? And Canadian real estate prices to see the sharpest drop in global downturn, says Goldman Sachs. Does anybody else notice a pattern here? Is it only better dwelling? Because we all know better dwelling does have tend to be a little pessimistic. Yeah, no, no, oh, no problem. Look at no. that next one. Better dwelling. Better dwelling. Well, the, okay. these ones, these guys have so been like, on. But there's no doubt that the market's gone to shit and that you were right. So let's skip all that. Listen, last time you proved to the world that you are right and that you can see into the future. We, we don't, don't need to rehash that. What we need to know is what you think is going to happen next, Mike, because you were right nine months ago. We don't need uh -huh. to relive the past. We, we're coming to you for, for guidance in the future. So let's get get rid of the share screen. We're going to have a conversation. We don't need okay, evidence of anything. We, we know that you are ahead of all of us, okay? So we need to talk about things like, okay, so you called the crash last time. How did you know? How did you know it was going to be in Q2 of this year? Well, I knew because they were having a tough time hiding inflation and I knew this was going to happen back in August of 2019. I kind of connected the dots and I showed you that video. I, I showed you that video on my channel, the man who predicted the, you know what in, in August of 2019, I don't want to say it on here. Cause I don't want to get, you know, but, but I started seeing it and started connecting the dots across the board and everything goes back to housing in the end, everything, this world of hurt we've been in for the last four or three or whatever years, You've been seeing the world of hurt or people under stress, whether it's through political stress, um, pharmaceuticals, whatever it is, mainstream media stress. It's all been it's been a buildup over the last pretty much since 2012, 2013. It's been a buildup for years. I've been saying that the market is going to see a correction for years now because I've been going under the basic understanding fundamentals textbook, what you learn in a school saying, well, this doesn't weigh. Oh, wages are way too uh, nowhere near what the cost of living is, There's, there needs to be a correction. And then we're reading articles in the Toronto Sun that 18, 18 years of uh, income uh, to afford a one bedroom in Toronto. So we were getting to that point where it was getting more and more hard uh, for the average middle-class um, worker to get into any market in Canada uh, by 2018. And in BC, they were, they were reissuing the first time home buyer loans. They scrapped the, uh, first time home buyer. No, what was that? They scrapped the, 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 those rules and regulations that they did. 
um, where they test your TDS, your total debt service ratio, to make sure you could afford the property. And they scrapped that. And uh, that I, you could see it. You could see they were desperate to keep the housing market going. And, and I figured, you know, with the new, the whole administration in the United States, everything going by the wayside. And I just figured by Q2 of 2022, we were going to see a uh, uh, definitely start seeing a big fracture in the housing market, right? And so why do you think this time they're going to like let it get really, really, really bad? Why, why are they not going to save it this time? Well, again, they created this Frankenstein banking monster um, years ago with artificially low interest rates. And they realized that they have no choice but to raise interest rates. Now, we're at a point right now, if they don't raise interest rates, um, we're going to enter hyperinflation territory mode. Okay, and that's what I'm afraid of. Hold on. This is I have a problem with hyperinflation. Like, let's define hyperinflation. Here. I have a problem with this. Yeah. I, I can see inflation and I can see like some pretty dumb inflation, but hyper. Yeah. Well, we don't see I, like I kept saying even back in 2017, like I was saying like def- define hyper trillion define hyper. dollar Canadian bill. Well, hyperinflation is basically when 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 the currency starts to devalue so badly uh, and money governments keep overprinting money more than they they and paying off their debt. Now, Japan is hap- that's happening to Japan yesterday. Japan, on record for the first time, has bought 50 percent of its debt. Yeah, but okay. everybody's but doing it. Let's it's just like, stay on. Cool let's just stay quickly do, here. Right? Hi- hyperinflation. Give me yeah. a number. What you perceive hyperinflation to be? Well, I just perceive uh, uh, currency basically becoming toilet paper, right? So and that would be th- thousands of percent. Inflation? Well, not 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 in this next couple of. I'm talking about if we don't curve interest What's the rates. worst case scenario? What's the number? Worst case scenario inflation in Canada? <sighs> Could it, could it be a record? Like we're going to hit like 30% I think we throw inflation? around things like hyperinflation, which I'm sure that there is an actual definition of. And I think it's like crazy amounts. Yeah, it's a lot I'm of, not it's a lot of gonna, time. I'm months not over yeah. months so or week Let's call over it week. high record high inflation. Uh, okay, so I, 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 inflation. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Man inflation. Well, I'm just saying. I'm Unbearable. not saying we're going to enter hyperinflation inflation. territory. But if okay. we don't raise interest rates to curb what we are Basically, we need to adjust to it. Basically, it's very simple. It's a take and give situation. And if we don't and we keep if you go back to 2017, we raised interest rates in 2017, if you guys remember. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. How come this time they're not going to just like throttle it back and forth as the market tanks? Like, why is this time the time that they're just going to go, Okay, like, let them let them all die. Let it go. Go. This is better for everybody. Well, they're going to have to. They did it during the, the the early Reagan administration. I don't know if you guys remember your parents paying 16% interest on their mortgage or 14%. They had to, do, it had to be done. It had to be done. But or the, they were going to start debt, to see- The household the, debt levels weren't at where they are today. Not even right? close. That not, and that's why, everyone. And that's so that why I'm touching on hyperinflation because we have over leveraged and quadruple leveraged and taken leverage on on leverage and the consumer, the independent consumer, has taken out more than what they could pay back. And right. a lot of banking institutions and lending institutions are seeing that. So in normal economics, what you say and what guys like Kiyosaki and guys like Peter Schiff, like all you, all you guys using logic and economics, like it all makes sense. But what we see and what we even talked about last time is that it's manipulated. So even though we think this is what should happen based on the current like rules, they they're 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 allowed to tweak the rules all the time. We're going to we're going to get an announcement from the government very soon within the right. next 12 months that says, you know, that target inflation rate we used to have between two and three percent. Well, here's why that's bad. And actually, it should be between four and five percent. And we can manage it in all yeah. these different ways. And they will accept a new inflationary level. And, of and, Putin. And, and then they'll say, we're not going to raise interest rates anymore because they're not going to want to bankrupt everybody. Right. So, but the, okay. So this is so good. Ba- this- based on what Mike is saying, like hyperinflation, high inflation. So extremely high inflation. I, I get it, but it's, it's going to be a period where we're just going to have to accept the fact that we're going to be living in a high inflationary environment, probably for the next 10 years. Right. right? But, it, but the inflationary environment is going to keep increasing. It doesn't plateau. Right. Inflation keeps going up. 
right? The price of fuel is going to keep going up. The price of uh, commodities are going to keep going up. The the price of uh, uh, assets, uh, toilet paper, real estate. You know what I mean? No, but the the problem with real estate has already been out of reach. Like here, where I am in Western Canada, it's already been out of reach, and that's why I was preaching to people to get out of the cities. Okay, right. I have videos going back. Which makes a lot of sense. We yeah, we we keep talking to people from yeah, but we we've talked to people from New Brunswick and Saskatchewan, uh, where I mean, it sounds to me like you know wages are in line with prices of homes. Homes are uh, reasonably priced, and because of that reasonable price, these shifts in interest rates are not as meaningful as they are uh, out where you are and where we are in the extreme west and east of the uh, uh, right of the of the of the country. Which, which yeah. is why New Brunswick had a thirty percent year-over-year growth recently, June, right. and we just reported ours at five point three. Right, because we're no right. geniuses. So I mean, New Brunswick people have doing figured great. it out, right? Yeah, people Canadian, have figured Canadian it out. Real estate market too, right? Canadian real estate market. I think Saskatchewan was up, up. Saskatchewan was up. Saskatchewan's New Brunswick up. Yeah. Manitoba. Up. Yeah. yeah, we don't. We haven't been able to find anybody that really lives in Manitoba, so we're still waiting to get somebody on the we show. Put some calls there. out though. <laughs> All right, uh, we guys. think it exists, but yeah. we're not sure. This goes back to the stress test that they implemented in Vancouver in 2017. And then they implemented the stress test across Canada to make sure that Canadians could afford their properties in 2018. Now, guess what? Nova Scotia, Halifax, uh, Saskatoon, all of them, all of them qualified. Everybody in those in those provinces with their wages and incomes all qualified for real estate in those places. But in Vancouver and Toronto and uh, surrounding areas, they didn't qualify. So they had to scrap that stress test. What do you think about the appraisal? We still have the stress test. Mike, we still have the stress test. Well, it's basically the bank just checking your total debt service ratio. Yeah, but we sure. still have it. It's still yeah, it's just, still being be- utilized. It hasn't changed yeah. yet, but that's going to change probably by the end of this year. Okay. Okay. Do you think do you think the appraisers should be held accountable for these heightened values? You know what? Appra- uh, like uh, appraisers won't be used if they go out and bring back a return of a property lower than what's expected by the banks. Explain that. Sorry, they won't be used as in they won't need them anymore. Or yeah. they won't get the next job if they don't they bring won't back get the, the right number. Okay. Trust me. Yeah. I know. I was an yeah. appraiser. I, I've seen things oh. before. We've got some juice. Give many, us some many, juice. Many, many, many hats. Many, many yeah. hats. Give us a story. Tell us what you've seen. Well, I, I don't wear um, that hat anymore. I used to work in uh in, in the financial sector. I can't I, I signed very a lot of disclosure disclosure um paperwork, but I, I worked in in a financial sector at a very medium to high capacity level, yeah. let's say in a, at a district to regional level. What did you see? Okay. Lots of things. I seen underwriting deals, uh, deals get underwritten uh, for people that couldn't afford the mortgage, like a mortgage, for example, no we'd look at the deal. We'd look yeah. at the deal and we'd say, this guy's going to falter in six months. There's no way this, the, the, there's no way the underwriter could approve this deal. It gets sent to underwritten. It gets approved. And I'm like, Wow. And it's about putting numbers on the books. And that's what it, that's what it's been about since pretty much 2012. It's about putting the numbers on the books, uh, growing our financial fire sector, real estate, insurance, all that stuff. And that's what it's all been about. And that's why Canada, I believe, is so heavily hinged on real estate to prop its economy. And uh, I don't want to go too far off topic, but Australia now is in danger because they have a $10.2 trillion economy, uh, crazy economy that's based off of housing for the last 15 years in Australia. And now they're feeling it. What percentage of GDP is their real estate? Do we know? Is I don't know. I don't here? know offhand. I don't is it know. More offhand. than China? What's that, sir? Is it more than China's G- like GDP of or percentage of GDP? I, I think it is because Australia no longer is fabricating and exporting like they used to back in the eighties. So that's what what I've gotten on the ground. I'll get I'll get someone on. Uh, I'll, I'll We're going to get guys. someone in Sydney. We're going to have to do a, a midnight show, Daryl. You know where you need somebody on the ground? You need to get somebody in with these Dutch farmers. You guys see what's going on with the Dutch farmers? No. Is it the one where they're getting paid not to produce anything or they're getting paid to retire? Governments are paying them to retire. They're pulling a trucker convoy, but they they got themselves a tank. They got themselves a tank and they've got all the the, uh, tractors and a tank and all these trucks blocking the highways and the train uh, uh the, the railroad tracks it's 
pretty wild. They they took it up a notch from 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 the. Uh, so I saw somebody put up a tweet. They're like, uh, in Canada, they bring like bouncy castles and and a band, and 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 over there they're bringing tanks. They they're yeah. not they're not screwing around. Well, so but this is also uh, let me tie this into to last time you were here. You called 2022 the year of the protest again. That's correct. Yes. So so I mean I, I, this is the first one that I've seen that, that that I've kind of paid attention to. What what are there other other protests building up? Yeah. I mean, there's China a pile of protests in Chile. Enough. There was a pile of protests last weekend in Brazil. Uh, last weekend there was a big protest in um, what you would call it Australia. They're suppressing it in the media. Australia has been having protests pretty much steady for the last two years and they've been locking it down and arresting people. There's been protests everywhere. Like I remember, I think it was, was it Iran? Oh, Sri Lanka. Oh my God. Sri Lanka. They, they haven't had power in two weeks now. And they, you can't even buy gas. You can't buy you. People cannot buy gasoline anymore. The military is outside. I made a video to, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. 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 I, I watched that. So they're, they're cramping down how there's a lot of protesting going on, but they want to keep it on the down low um as much as possible so it doesn't create any ideas in people in the northern hemisphere where the climate is warmer and you're you could go out and protest if you like because it's not snowing right so so last time your forecast kind of came with a caveat that if uh china uh invaded taiwan that that would prop up the canadian housing market we lost that we lost lost that But didn't we get a bunch of Ukrainian uh, imports? Nope. Nope. We we lost the Taiwan. uh, uh, China now is bringing in. I have the article I could bring up. But the missing page here, what happened was Canada was bringing in. We talked about the billions of dollars transferred digitally from China in 2021 to Canada, right? We talked about that. Uh, It's over here. Can I share the screen if if that's okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab it. I just want to show you guys. So the other article uh, I, I wanted to show you guys, unfortunately... I have it. I had I had the article saved, but the they took it down, so it's not here anymore. Uh, so, oh my gosh! What so, the fuck? They knew Mike Martins was on the case. No, it's the National Post. Shit. They always take down stuff. So oh, this one is okay, still up. Right. So the reason why we had a, such a hot housing market in 2020, 2021 is because of the billions of dollars that mainland China and Hong Kong brought into Canada. That was huge. That helped. I spoke to a lot of real estate agents on the ground in, in, in parts of Canada. They told me the phones weren't stopping ringing. People wanted to just move money over and buy property. And uh, again, there it is right there. But, but unfortunately, uh, oops, I can't open that next screen there. Unfortunately, uh, we lost the Taiwan dealer, guys, uh, because um, Taiwan kind of smartened up, so to say. And uh, the, the, the Taiwanese and the mainland Chinese now are going to Indonesia now. Uh, Indonesia has launched a massive campaign. I, I, it's on the, the China Morning Post. You could look at it. It's like their third article down. That China, uh, Thai, um, sorry, Indonesia has lost, launched a massive campaign to bring in money launderers or people to bring money to park money to get their money offshore. And if I was in China, and I'll tell you straight up, I would want to get my money offshore too. I would want to get my money the hell out of that country. You know what I'm saying? If that was me too, I would want to get my family to safety. It's not just, you know, it's just the zone so we, of pain. So we've lost, we've lost, because this is actually something that a lot of people have been bringing up is whether or not the Chinese are going to bail us out. So where the Chinese are not going to bail us out of the Canadian housing market collapse. Correct? No, they're not going to bail us out. Okay. Not going to bail us out. So not they are us out. Not the Taiwanese update. Tell us about the Ukrainian war now. What's going on with Russia and the oh, Ukraine? God. How is that going to affect the Canadian real estate market? I don't want to, I don't want to really talk to like, I don't, I haven't taken sides on this matter period uh, because I take the sides of the people on the ground. I feel we like need, Saskatchewan. I feel like Saskatchewan's market is going to start booming. We just want to know. We just want to know how is it going to affect the, the economy and the trade and uh, immigration and everything else? You know, I, I don't think, I think you'll see a little blips just like Daryl just said. Uh, you'll see a few blips. Um, maybe in Saskatchewan and, 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 and Manitoba, you might see a few blips, but it's not, it's not enough to, to bring, to keep the housing, this monster of a housing market that we've created. It's not enough. I don't think the war, the war won't save us as well. No. What's going to save us. Give us, give the, give the listeners some hope. What is the scenario? Oh, I'm going to give you guys hope. Yeah. Uh, (sighs) Hold on a sec. All right. What's what's the scenario that if this happens, 
we're just back onto the bull run again and prices will climb. When is it? Uh, prices will climb. Well, wages need to keep up with inflation. If, if they could find a way to market wages to keep up with inflation. What about robots? What if robots come in and just decimate the workforce? Yeah, automate, that's something that's something thing. we talked about, uh, a robotic workforce. That is something that, that fast food chains and other other establishments are looking into for sure. But but to be honest with you guys, I don't see prices keep prices can't keep going up the, 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 in housing, so to say. And then we start entering this bizarro stagflation, Japanification, weird um, timeline that we're going to be headed to. But if I want to give people some hope, they're going to raise rates. They're going to continue to raise rates. Because the, they're having a tough time hiding inflation. They're having a really tough time. And I think they're going to have to have no choice but to raise rates uh, in line this time. And when they do, uh, when people have to refinance their mortgage or people that are on a uh, variable rate, uh, they're going to start feeling the pressures. And a lot of people shouldn't have not jumped on the property market when they did with the FOMO or whatever it is or uh, people saying, if you never own, if you don't own, you'll be bought out of the market for the rest of your life. And, and, and that's the, the situation. I think stag- stagflation is something that, you know, people keep mentioning, they keep talking about it. You know, it's a pretty unique set of circumstances. Yeah. Right. In order for us to be able to continue on that, you know, high inflationary period, it means that people are spending money. Right. And any recession that. that I'm familiar with, people tighten up. And if we're already starting to see the housing correction happen, we're going to start seeing, uh, you know, the economic economic um, results of that as well, too, where you're going to start construction and jobs and all these other things that are related to the housing industry. And we're going to start to see people spend less money. There'll be there'll be far less consumers out there. Far well, less what I mean is and all that stuff. But th- this is why I'm saying this is because, you know, for us to get to stagflation, we really have to see the economy change. And right now we haven't. So I know that right now. No, I'm saying well. well what I'm addressing with stagflation is you're going to start seeing to more toilet paper wars, so to say. People spending money they don't have already to buy things because th- they think the end of the – or something major is happening. And, and I did it myself. I purchased more solar panels for but my that house. That was a pandemic, and, and, and that was a you know, unique set of circumstances. Recession attitude is not to go out and buy a bunch of toilet paper. Recession attitude is to use less toilet paper. <laughs> You know, start start you know finding ways to to not need as much uh, toilet paper, right? So yeah. I can I can see the idea behind stagflation and I, and it's a threat. But at the end of the day, I don't see that result coming uh, at this point. I think we've been in some form of stagflation for years with uh, the you know changing to this kind of world. Uh, order where you know everybody works together. We've we've driven prices down artificially by becoming like this world economy, where a table that used to be made locally caught. We, we've talked about it before, you know, like a table made locally, made hard with your hands and done properly uh, that lasted for 20, 30, 50 years. You know, you bought that thing for two, three grand, and now you buy a table for two ninety nine. Right. And somebody's making a shit ton of profit off that two ninety nine. And not only is somebody making a shit ton of profit, there's like probably five or six guys making a shit ton of margin on top of margin on top of margin by the time it gets to Ikea. Right. Yeah. And and so we've been living in like this deflationary world where like wages have been not keeping up anywhere around the world. Every asset's been going up like crazy, but all like the consumer bullshit that's been coming from wherever the hell we can get it the cheapest has been bringing down and or making us feel wealthier than we really are. But I got news for you, man. Like as much as I agree with what you're saying, it should all this stuff still should happen. I still think it's way more profitable for whoever the fuck they are for things to be going in an upward direction. Like they're taking off like a little bit of the heat, right? They're taking off a little bit of the heat because they're not doing their jobs right now, right? They, yeah. Did they ever have inflation at 2%? Like for real? No, no. No, and so it's like we're in the, we've been in this weird um, stagflation for a long time. Now what the fuck are we going into? <laughs> where the world economy is busting apart at the seams and everything is onshoring or reshoring to like a friendlier nation and everything's all fucked up and like 
everybody's oversupplied and there's still like China shutting down again because they got some new variant over there again today. Like the world's a bloody mess. So like, how, how can they just pummel us on top of all this craziness going on? Do you really think can that I, that's going to happen? Daryl, can I add something to what you just said? If I could share the screen? Sure. No okay. permission needed. I, I just want to make sure it's okay. So I want to show you guys this. Um, because it's kind of important. This is in my, I made this, this compilation playlist for you guys, videos I made seven, eight years ago. Okay. Now this is what you're talking about too. This, let me tie into what you're saying, D. Okay. Wages, not keeping up with inflation, housing out of reach, a working poor society ahead in the West. This is from seven, eight years ago, right? Then this one's from seven years ago. Watch this price of oil drop. Daryl, do you remember when the price of oil seven, eight years ago dropped to almost 20 bucks a barrel? Yeah. Well, but food prices go up. They can't hide inflation anymore, foodflation. So we were seeing, I was seeing the price of my uh, food going up, but, but for the longest time, they were telling us that basically what they were telling was that, oh, the price of your food keeps going up because the price of oil keeps going up. So oil tipped at about 120, 140 a barrel, if you remember. Yeah. Then it went, it crashed. They went down to almost 20 bucks US a barrel. But, they, but then they said, oh, but, See, food needs to continue going up because we just can't hide the inflation anymore. No, and then, or they that, take something out of the basket, that the CPI basket. It's like, you know what? That doesn't need to be in there anymore. Yeah, exactly. Let's, right. Exactly. Let's keep this thing down. Yeah. So, 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 so but this is, this is, so, so take this the right way, but like, people that think along the same lines as you, and I'm not saying I'm not one of them. But like people that think along these same lines have been thinking along these same lines for a really, really long time. And we've had just kind of like these mini blips and then it comes back because I'll bet you in 2017, when they were bringing rates back up, you were probably like, oh, yes, they're finally like doing what they're supposed to do and everything's going to be you know, great again. And then look what happened. Right. They slashed them. They ended up slashing it three times after they raised them. And and it basically, I have it here on the channel Time Machine where I did make those videos, D. I did make them. Uh, yeah, it's going up. Here it is. Bank of Canada announces another rate hike and this and that. And it takes Canadians by storm. And I still remember, I think it was the um, Globe and Mail that was reporting that. Um, but why not predict or add into your predictions that they're going to pull the rug out from under your line of thinking again and that in like six months they're gonna be forced to start raising rates again i'm not saying they will i just based on how they've acted in the last few times it just seems to me i mean they've only got two things right like they're they're buying up treasuries or they're changing rates and yeah, it's they're running out of tools in their toolbox, and that's that's the problem. They don't have too many tools when it comes to uh, monitor. You see, they should have just left. They should have just left the banking and stopped deregulating it, and left everything on autopilot. If they left everything on autopilot, rates would have adjusted and crashed themselves. Job losses would have happened, and then in turn, people will lose their homes, and then they're going to have to start adjusting rates accordingly, and then. You know, this, and so it goes, right? And so it goes. Do we need pitchforks? Do we need pitchforks and torches? Like, is it time? Hold on, D, uh, I got something here that I'm just going to add to what you said here real quick. So here it is. Uh, rate hikes take nation by surprise. Canadians wake up to a, a, a awakening to understand, to a rude awakening to understanding inflation. That's four and a half, five years ago. Canadians look looking for answers from the Bank of Canada after rate hike takes nation by storm. So there it is right there. And that we covered that uh, on the channel. So I think to- I think what we're talking about, like we're all talking as if rates right now are are high. Rates rates are very low right now. They're normal. They're, fine. they're very low. No, they're not. They're not even in the neutral zone yet. But we they're going up another yet. 75 points in like a few we'll days. And right? we'll see where they go and where they stop. But like, we're not even at that point. So really all this housing, this is the Canadian real estate show. We're here to talk about housing. Really all the stuff that's been happening lately is all just buyer sentiment. It's just people don't feel like the future is bright. So right. they are pulling you know, back on their purchases, right? But they're not pulling back on their travel. They're not pulling back on their furniture. They're not pulling back on their renovations. 
they're all still oh, out there spending until the a recession. The furniture comes. market, uh, it, it, retail furniture, if they're 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 still spending, they're not yeah. spending. People they're not, not spending, spending as much. Anywhere. Okay, let, what, when, let's see. Go to a restaurant comes. now. Well, that's the next question. That's that's what, what do you people mean are going to when it comes, but what do you mean when it comes? We we're in it. We're when we're we have two consecutive quarters of contraction. When we have two oh. consecutive quarters. Reported quarters. Reported. Okay. It's too that's, late. It's too and late. again, like Daryl said, happens, like Daryl said at the beginning, they can manipulate anything. So they could they could say they could report what they need to report when they need to report and how to report it. So they keep the people in line. So 2022 won't be the year of the protest. 0.5% increase in GDP. They just narrowly escape a recession. And then the next quarter has to be two more quarters for it to actually be a recession. So I think I think I think rates right now are at a at a reasonable rate. I think they should be going up a little bit more and maintained at that rate for for a while. I don't think that they're high right now. I don't think that this is a restrictive zone in rates. I mean, go just put it into a mortgage calculator. Just look at what it costs to borrow, you know, a million dollars. But from your perspective, TK, at like being in the market every single day, does it feel like a seller's market still? I'm not saying about the market. I'm just talking about the actual, the fundamental behind the cost I, of borrowing. I get that though. Right? But like th those but who you, actually- you, who, the, Those who really want to buy right now, what it's done is it's eliminated all the people who really didn't need to be buying, who are just buying because they heard it was a good time to buy, like what we're talking about, which is fine, right? But it's the people right now who need to buy, who really want to buy. They're going out there and they're still getting approvals and they're still getting- you know, decent rates and they can even have a, a variable rate if they want or whatever their decision is for their own personal circumstances, they're still at an affordable range for their own taste, right? Especially with a stress test, adding 2% on top of the qualifying rate, which means that they're going to have a much easier time than what they really could afford based on the, uh, the debt services. So are your, are your buyers now like a little bummed out with what they end up buying because it's not what they kind of no. had in mind? No, nobody. No. Everybody's no. like, oh, perfect. I can buy $200,000 less. House. It, hasn't affected, it hasn't affected much. It's just been buyer sentiment, right? It's just been buyer sentiment. So for me, it's just about what, what does, what are, what are high rates? What, what is Mike? What is the high rate threshold that the bank needs to get to, to really 9.8%. 9.8 look how precise and quick that I was. actually how made did you an come entire up with video that? at 9.8 is that what's the I, I made a video overnight rate no I made I made I made a lending rate I made a video I made a That's video the five year fixed four like days ago yeah. no four or five weeks ago sorry I made a video called the great rate revelation and I went over each country in the commonwealth and what rates need to be in you know adjusted accordingly to you know, what the price of, you know, what, what inflationatory levels are and stuff. And Canada, I think was at just around 9.7, 9.8% needs to be off. So we can start seeing some of the bad debt to fall off and start to see a resurgence in, in, um, in, in the economy and a resurgence uh, in getting things back online. Because when they raised uh, the, if you remember when they raised rates, 14, 15% back in the early eighties, you almost saw an overnight correction of the market once they raise rates that high. Literally overnight, the market started. You would see a correction in, in two so, but if quarters. That, so, but if that's the playbook, why isn't that the play? Like, why are we doing? Why don't we go boom? Because their household 5%. debt levels are higher now. You don't need to. They don't need right. to go up to nine point eight percent to right. get the result that they want. Look at what they did. They, yeah, they, they literally just took it. it out of the gutter and put it. it below neutral and they still dropped sales 41%, and it's right? Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what's what's that what's that point where they're going to Maybe say, they're going to stop soon. Maybe they're going to be like, "Okay, like it's kind of dead, it's flattening that's out." What, that's that's the whole point of this is But that's really, why I'm asking gonna, you. Are they going to take rates up to that point where everyone is is going to be in that cataclysmic sort of like, you know, leaving the keys in the mailbox uh, event? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we stand a chance in that. I think already they've impacted the market, and over the next twelve months, we're going to see the economy suffer, and we're going to see inflation numbers get back under control. You know, or at least level off and not keep climbing to, a, to an like acceptable stupid. level. Though it'll be between four and five, just using that number as an example. And the government will release a report to say, you know what, four to five is actually pretty reasonable, and we should know. maintain this level. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it'll be acceptable, but we'll be forced to accept it. Yeah, thank you, D. That was a good point. That was a good comeback there.
Well, I mean, that's just the case. That's like anything. I mean, we, we are, we're forced to accept everything that, that we're dealing with. Right. So no so, houses, no houses should be a million bucks. I'm sorry. There's nothing. There's no, nobody's wages are in line. It's been out of whack for so long. And that's not uh, necessarily true either. Like there's okay, plenty of right. people whose wages are in line with a million dollar house. Uh-huh. Uh, and even, you know, there's a lot of people that. What, what, what do you think, Mike? What, what should be the wages? So if I have a million dollar house, what should be my mortgage and what should be my income? Total family income. Well, I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't think you should have a, anyone should have a million dollar house, to be honest with if, you. Let's. No problem. Oh, that's OK. So what, what a million what, dollar house? How much would. What's the max I someone should buy? Me? What would about, be my mortgage? Uh, about 246000 a year. Is what? My income? A, a total combined income. Like okay. one hundred and eighty-five to 240000 a year, roughly. Okay. And then what's my mortgage like total amount? Do I have... How much equity do I have in my home at a million dollar home? That, are we talking we just bought the house and there's no equity in it and it's building? Sure. Or are we talking sure. about... Sure. Let's talk like, about that. First person, you're buying the house. Okay. Uh well, there's obviously going to be no equity sitting in there because you just bought it, right? So depending on well, you how got much a down you payment, down, you got a down payment. Okay, so let's say twenty points. Okay, so eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Yeah. Okay, so you're looking at about two and a half to three times gross income in mortgage amount. Okay, that's acceptable to you. I'm just asking. I think no. I. I... He wants people to buy a house for half a million. You want you want people like two fifty of that. You, you, exactly. So you want double my income. So I, if I make a hundred grand, the most mortgage they'll give me is two hundred grand. Is that what you're saying? No, no. If you make a hundred grand, you should be able to get into something that's at least three seventy five, four hundred. So if I have two hundred and forty, that means I can afford a house that's one point two with twenty percent down. Then see now, see the, here's the problem. Now we're going to play the rate. The, we're going to play the unpredictable. What the governments and banks and deregulators are going to do to you in the future. That's okay. the problem. That's the, that's when you get into the debt trap. Okay. Because if they that's decide to raise rates, how much debt which they would, have. they're going to raise rates and they yeah. will. And okay. they will curb this inflation. Okay. And this is going to fall apart. Okay. Look, you want to see what's falling apart right now? Let's I do. See what's falling- that's Very what we got sure. you here. Let's see what's falling apart right now. I want to know what are the, the impossible Look at this. Look at this. This is what people should be looking at. This is what Holy. Canada should have. If we didn't have crown land and we didn't have... Or, or we didn't have free land. Look at that. What Where are the property is, taxes? Where are we? Places? Where are we here? Oh, just uh, southern United States. Okay, I'm just showing. This is what prices should be. People are paying. I know a guy in Florida that pays six hundred dollars a year in property tax, a four bedroom with a pool in the fashion district in Pompano Beach. But you can't even buy like the lumber and the steel for these prices. Thank you, D. Thank you, D. <laughs> and you know, you know why, Daryl? I'm bringing this up because last time I brought this up to show you guys. Uh, you said, you said, Daryl, you said it in your words. You can't even build it for that much here in Canada. Yeah, can. This you is can. what Canada, this is what it should be. It should I don't be think like they this. can there either, though. How they can, can they build, build it there it? either? These are all like old properties, right? Old so, properties. I, and, and look, you're right, though, by the way. Like, it's not like what you're showing us. These are the prices. And there's even new construction that, this you know, you'll crazy. be at like, let's say 350, way lower than Canada, way lower. But I'm uh, telling you guys because I want I want to create this now, awareness. A lot of Canadians are running up to buy like old stuff, like older than this, like that 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 house on 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 Dufferin and Rogers area, that one that 400 square or 600 square foot house that sold for 1.6 million dollars. That's what I'm trying to say is that people in Canada are 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 desperate and they're jumping on these. They bought these properties that they couldn't afford in the first place, and 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 now and now. How do you justify a $1.2 million shack like in Vancouver, these empty shacks and stuff that are just sitting there crumbling on fire, burning to the ground? They're just sitting there empty. How do you just, justify just, people just buying legal, that and then just, not expecting to be a correction in the markets? Just Rates as illegal. will go up to curb legal, inflation. A, a legal disclaimer. Sorry, Mike. The yeah. property that you're mentioning is not a property Daryl and I have ever not discussed the one on the show we, before. Yeah. It's a legal disclaimer. Okay? <laughs> I was going to say the same <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks, I don't want to get No, 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 no it's no, no. okay. Not your fault. I wonder if it I was like you guys the same very one, much. Though. I do. Yeah. I really like yeah. you guys. That was I awesome. Do. I don't so, want to hold on a sec. Where are we at right now? Hold on. Where are we at right now? $50,000. Like, let's think about this. How are these prices there? Can I tell you, Daryl? Daryl, can I tell you? Because wages are tied to incomes in the red states. You go to Florida, Alabama, Georgia. I've I've lived there. I've been all over that place. I've been to Macon, Georgia. I've been to Atlanta. I've been to Valatosta. I've been to I've been to all over Florida, Gainesville. I've been everywhere. Wages, incomes are tied to mortgage prices. 
period. Four times your annual income gets you a house. And if you go over 4.5 times- the land but, should be worth at least fifty thousand. Forget about a usable oh, house. But Mike, Daryl, just, don't make me just, show you. Don't make me show you land for twelve to fifteen thousand dollars in in Texas and it should be free based on you know what the value will be. But you're right. There, we have that. We have a few places like that too. Maybe not as relative. But the wages you just said four times annual income, right? Four point five. Four point five. Okay. Well, if your income's forty thousand dollars, right, and you get a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Then that makes sense. You buy a two hundred thousand dollars house, you put five percent down. That makes sense. Well, here in Toronto, there's it's a big city, Vancouver, big city. They have higher wages. So I agree. In areas like Saskatchewan and Manitoba, if anybody lives there, New Brunswick, areas where three to three hundred fifty thousand dollars is a reasonable budget, then yeah, those people making like sixty grand, that's going to be a a good purchase for them. But what about someone in Toronto with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars income? But well, somebody it- in Toronto, this is my my advice to somebody in Toronto is to get into something affordable. Like that's why that's why but they can get a seven or eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage then. But can that's we even ever we can't get we can't ever get in line with those prices. Like you can't even even old built product will never get in line with ninety nine thousand dollars. There's nowhere in Canada. Is there, Here, Darryl, is there somewhere in Canada? Daryl, let's go halves on this one. Me and you we will go halves on our credit card. We'll okay. pick this guy up. Five bedrooms, two bath, twenty five hundred square feet, and it's on a couple of acres of land. Forty five grand. This is crazy. This is better than what we looked at in New Brunswick. It had nothing yeah. on it, TK. <laughs> oh, can I say something, guys, to add to New Brunswick? Um, okay, it's affordable. Look at the property tax in New Brunswick. What it's crazy. It? If you have a million dollar home in New Brunswick, <laughs> your property taxes are eighteen thousand five hundred a year. Look it up, and you'll see. Why, 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 you're pro, what? If you go, okay, I have to see if I could find the link. It's from the Canadian website of blah, 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 property tax assessment observation. So it breaks down Ontario, it breaks down all the cities in every province. In New Brunswick, if you have a house that's between, I think it's 500 to 800,000, your property taxes are like 9,800. And if you have an over a million dollars house, it's like 17,000 a year in New Brunswick. Yeah, but in, te- in Texas and Florida, they're, they're really expensive too. Property like, tax? Property no way. Ta- property taxes. Oh, show me. Show me. I show me. I, I'm. I'm. I, I'm not an expert in those less. areas. I was under no, the understanding. No, I'm. I'm saying like I'm telling you. From, I've. I have. I own property in Florida. Okay, I'm just asking. Can you show me on Realtors? Doesn't it show the taxes or no? Uh, no, not on the Zillow website. I don't okay, know why. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. It's okay. Like, uh, like, like. Okay, like a few, uh, like a year ago, I bought some land in Texas for like seven grand. I paid land transfer tax. I paid everything. And and was that uh, more than the purchase price? Was that it was the transfer tax more than the purchase price? Well, the purchase price was eleven thousand. Oh, eleven thousand. Okay, I thought yeah. you said seven. Okay. No, no. Uh no, 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 no. It was eleven thousand all in with everything done. Okay. So with the yeah. So with a house on it? No, there's an unsanctioned home on it. So basically it's not part of the state, so I can't get mail to it, but I could put solar panels and you could live in it if you really want. It's got a well, so it's it's unsanctioned home. It's not in, like it's not it's off the grid. Off yeah. the grid. Yeah, but yeah. it's a legal home technically. It technically, has a roof. Like, has so a roof. when they come with the when they come with the SWAT team to get you out, technically you can stay there. Well, no, because you well it, you own the land, right? It's it's land rights in America is different. Like it's you own the land, but the house is a little iffy, and it costs eleven. There's a lot of houses like that in the states. If we look what are you doing with it? What are you doing with that house? What's, Nothing. what's going on? I just, it's, it's just there. I'm going to probably take the, take the family down and do something. I don't know. And, and, and I've owned, uh, bought and sold properties in, in Florida for the last 10, 12, 15, 18, since 2008, 2009. I was How buying hard would it be to find some sucker to pay like 22 grand and double your money over there? I don't want to do that though. I, I don't want to, I, I just want to, you know, hold, cause they don't make land like they, like they print money. Well, I mean, uh, if there's $11,000 land, I mean, it can't be unique to your property. It must be all around that area, right? Yeah, there's tons of land in, the, in those specific areas, just outside of Conroe, Texas. So you just bought it? You're not even renting it out? You don't, like, there's nothing we well, can't, it's not, it's unrentable. It's not, it's, it's dilapidated. Not so. even livable. Okay, so it's just yeah. a piece of land. So why, why do you think that that was better to, than, than some other uh, asset to purchase? 
I just felt that again, land is is a finite finite, um, and that was uh, gamble gambling too. You know, just thinking, you know, m- maybe Texas because I was looking at maybe the Texas market, day. the Houston, the Dallas market, and rural areas of Texas have been going up. Yeah. Right. So I was kind of looking at that. I was looking at Americorna, where people from uh, Oregon, California, and stuff will start pushing up rural parts of uh, Texas land and stuff like that. Right. So, so you are just like dead set against the Canadian market. You don't want to, you don't want to invest anywhere. You don't think that there's a good place to buy anywhere from East to West of this entire nation. That No, it's, it, it's severely overpriced. And if you do, if you do get something, they're going to tax you to death on it too. Right. They're going to tax so. you to death. So, so speaking of all these things, I mean, you seem like a guy who you, you said before that part of the problem was the banking system. Like what about, uh, uh, Bitcoin. What about cryptocurrencies and uh, DeFi? I, I haven't touched those things. I, I have never really got involved. You with don't Bitcoin. buy. You don't buy all that stuff. No. All right. Well, so I, I mean, buy gold. I buy some gold, some silver. Um, uh, for the last just, ten years. You're just a traditional kind of guy. You're just a traditionalist. So, yeah. so part of my theory is that the, the the guys like you that are traditionalists you know you're just clinging on to the old way of thinking and the old way of doing things and you you, you just can't accept the idea that maybe it's going to be different right now because everybody always says this time will be different and i'm sure that you know uh mr d trent will blast the crap out of me in the comments for the things that i've said today but he's also one of those kind of old-timer traditionalists and a lot of people in in the comments section are you know thinking with logic i mean that's that's the thing is that people that are thinking traditionally are thinking with logic of how the market should work but i just don't think it does anymore i think we're in for like some weird outcome that nobody could predict like exactly. every never had the other same time right economic decade nobody's fucking right like nobody and and one side of their mouth they're saying inflation is going to be record high and the other side of the mouth they're saying the price of hard assets is going to go down right so again that goes against what the the principle on inflation is right so it's like everyone's got their own ideas are like gold is uh, you know a hedge against inflation and gold does nothing i mean i guess there's ways that people can prove that gold is stood up against the, the US dollar. Okay, dude. guys, let me just share the screen before I get be- destroyed in the comments. <laughs> so there it is right there. <laughs> this is a take not actively long? commenting. It's not this a is the most accurate uh, Canadian province, uh, Canadian property taxes by province, most well, accurate. So there's okay. your assessed values of your homes. And there is what you pay in property tax. So there's Vancouver. You see how the property tax is low because housing is higher. There's Kelowna. I pay 4,300 a year for property tax. And my town has two stoplights and no infrastructure. And our hospital is not really open anymore. And the police go home at three o'clock in the afternoon. So uh, there's Alberta there. So this is what I was bringing up here. There's, there's Toronto. That's what the average, if your house is assessed over a million, it's a great tool to use. And to enter into your, uh, when you're calculating your total debt service ratio to find out what you qualify. There's New Brunswick. This is what I said. St. John, if your house exceeds a million bucks, you're paying 17850 Holy. Fredericton, 14 large. Mm-hmm. And then Why would you go out there and spend a million bucks? But nobody's palace a for value. 300 Yeah, that, that's because there is no house. They're like, what if we have a million dollar assessed value? What are we going to do? Let's charge them 18 grand. It'll never happen. <laughs> yeah. Know? No, no, but I'm just saying, but there it is, 500 large. That's a good way to keep out these McMansions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, thanks for showing us. That's great. Yeah. That's I just, crazy. I just don't want to like make make your viewers think that I'm just making stuff up as we go along or as no, I go along. That's what I told you. Uh, you Stay have, on top of it. Uh, good job. You, you are the man. Not only are you the Canadian Alex Jones, you're like, <laughs> you're like, like this oracle, right? You got like this crystal ball. We need I wouldn't to know. see it's an the only thing deal. is, is like you, your timing might be a little off. Although this time you were bang on, I think a lot of stuff has taken a lot longer to come to fruition than you would have hoped. And when's then the, they throw you curveballs every once in a while. When's the bottom of the market? The market's going down across Canada, Mike. When's the That's bottom what of the market? We all have listened to this point to find out. Where's okay. the bottom? Q1 2023. Hold on, let me write this one. 
That's but the it's bottom. One, 20, oh, buddy, but it's going to be a bottom. It's going to be a bottom. It's going to be a bottom. So like a bottom. What's like a bottom? Like, are we talking? I, I, like we're a... going to see a huge correction uh, right across the board. Uh, house, housing is just unaffordable. It's been unaffordable for for too long now, and there's just too many Canadians, uh, you know, that 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 were watching us ten years ago. That were fifteen. They're twenty five now, and they can't get into anything. You know what I'm saying? So, so these this gener that generation is going to keep moving uh, moving forward as we die off, and they're going to want to see what their forefathers and grandfathers, or whatever, had, and and it worked. You know what I'm saying? It worked. It worked for with us for a long time, but unfortunately, they started the deregulation of the banking system and created this Frankenstein monster we're in today. So you basically see in the next five six months a deep deep nosedive of a crash in prices, which we need a number. What, what, do, we, what do we consider like this deep? Is From it peak to 30%? The... Is it 50%? Is no, it... we're going to see a, a, a just a, a, a maybe a correction. In the, if you want to specifically target housing, you're going to probably see by Christmas time this, this year uh, a 21% correction right across the board, and it's going to hurt. 21% from the peak in February down by Christmas, 21%. Yep, okay. one, 2023 we're, we're says there. the Oracle. We're, we're almost there, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have to push this uh, yeah. in 100 years. We're going to, no, no, no. I'm pushing this like very close because it's the deadline's getting close here. But the good news is this, though, in Q1 to we... 2023, that's going to be the bottom. That's what you're saying. Well, but how are so, we going to? Oh, we're know? talking, but it's going to be a bottom of tell? bottoms. How can we and tell the recovery from the bottom is going to take a long time. But if you're there are parts buy, of America that are still recovering from the 2008 correction, there's still lots of parts of America that are still recovering today. So, but if someone's looking to buy and they wait till Q2 2023, then they would have avoided the crash. I would, I would hope, I hope, I hope I'm right about this. I really hope that there's, I want to see the light at the end of the tunnel closer. I want to see resolution closer. I want to see answers and I want to see, uh, people taking uh, like these regulators and the banking and the politicians taking accountability for all this BS. I want to see it sooner than later. But does this quick 21% correction and then back again, is that going to teach anybody anything? No, there's Are two we scenarios. Get what we need? Uh, no, it will never teach anybody anything because we're always doomed to repeat our mistakes no matter what. But, but there might be something in the hole. Hold on. Let me add something here, please, please. Go ahead. There's one little issue. Just like they just like they slashed rates back in 2017, I mean, sorry, just like they raised rates in 2017 and then slashed them back because people were panicking. After another rate hike, they might slash rates again. They might do it again. I don't want it to happen, but it's already happened back five years ago, and we've seen it. It's there. China raised rates already. I, I understand. But I'm, I'm saying again. I mean, this might start a, a, a sense of huge panic that they might have to just go ahead and keep this inflation. And then that's why I talked early. We might. I mean, it's unheard of in a Western country to see with the monetary systems that we have a hyperinflationary territory. We, we want, But but I'm saying is, do we raise rates to curve inflation or do they then slash them later and then continue with this hyperinflation? I mean, sorry, correction inflationary period we're headed towards like higher yeah and that's what i'm afraid of they need to put regulations back in the bank the banking systems to protect the average guy like myself that doesn't want to watch and see what the banks are doing and what they're doing to our bank accounts are they going to negative rates are they doing this are they doing that i want to be able to be to hold confidence in the people that run this stuff that they're not screwing with us but unfortunately that's what's been happening for the last 12 years well, folks, you heard it here first. The Oracle of Canada, the Canadian Alex Jones, joins us once again and predicts Q1 2023, a deep, devastating 21% across the board crash in the Canadian housing market, only to take a long time to recover. What's a long time? Is it a decade? I think this started, it started really in, you started seeing these patterns in 2010. The pattern started in 2010. You start seeing the regulation of the banking system in 2011. And then into 2014, they started, uh, uh, banks were just uh, 
approving things they shouldn't have approved. And it's, 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 it's been accumulating for a while. This storm's been over us for a long time. When is it going to get back to the peak? So peak is February, 2022. What oh year Reach will deep. prices return to that February, 2022 peak? Reach deep, Oracle. Oh. Reach deep. Oh no. Now that's, that's, I don't, I don't know. Unless wages, if wages don't, if wages don't keep up, I don't, I, I, I'm taught, we're talking decades down the road before you see something like that again. Multiple decades. 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 You could make fun of me. You could make fun of me, but, no, but I'm, it will take a long you're time. Not for alone. It, to it took 12 years to come back from the 1990 correction. But so. I think as wages are going up currently, which I mean, there's no denying that wages are going up across the board everywhere right now. But as those wages are coming up, there's people looking for cheaper places with cheaper wages to replace their current wages. And automation that completely obliterates the, the wages that they pay. So I think the world is in for an interesting ride over the next little while. But thank God the real estate market will, the pain will be over soon enough. According to Mr. Mike Martins, thank you for your time once again, sir. Do you have anything to add, Mr. TK? If you're still watching this video at this point, okay, and you're committed to the Canadian Real Estate Show, Give us a like, give us a comment, make sure you hit that subscribe button and check out Mike's channel. Mike, shameless plug. Go it's ahead. just, it's just Mike Martins. I, I don't know if it's going to be up any, uh, I don't know how long it's going to be up. So it, 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 it might keep... be taking him down soon because he's spitting the truth. 14 check times. Channel. 14, 14 channel. times he's been taken down, but you know what I found today that I didn't mm. know existed? The Portuguese Mike Martins channel. That thing yes. That thing's got more subs than the other channel. That thing is hopping. I don't know what he's talking about. And I have I a like Spanish it. one, too. You'll find the Spanish one, too. Look at this. This guy's on fire. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Oracle. Thanks, once Mike. Again. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for your time. New on Curiosity Stream, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Kim Kardashian. Tycoons are in many ways the lifeblood of society. They are willing to put everything out there. They're willing to lose everything. See how the super elite use their money and power to shape our lives on Tycoons. Plus, from Japan's unbreakable super code to the algorithm mining your Bitcoin, we're breaking down the world's most famous encryptions on cracking the code. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.